The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. Happy uh, 9909, Byron. How about that? That's possibly something worthy of pausing over, don't you think? <laughs> well, you know, I you know, I don't know when the next time. I, I guess next year we'll have ten ten, you know, oh ten. But uh, you know, some people were saying that this is it's you know a little apocalyptic, right? Kind of uh, kind of an interesting lineup of numbers. We should get some data feeds on how the stock market's doing, any world events that might have happened on the day today. Hopefully <laughs> just good things have happened. Let's hope for that. Yeah, let's how's, hope my Starbucks stock goes up again. <laughs> um, <laughs> how about the big wedding planning? Give us some give us some hints, any any give us some funny input on major catastrophes oh, that might man. have happened so far or uh <laughs> cake well, maker backed out, you know, any anything good, anything that, that it causes us to say, gosh, I'm glad that didn't happen to me. Well, you know what's funny is that I, I have been thinking about it so much, like day and night all the time, that I'm actually dreaming about it every night. And it's it's just like all day I think about wedding planning, and then all night is a continuation of wedding planning. Last night I had this dream that I was wearing like a purple taffeta wedding gown, and the musicians were two hours late, and everybody was yelling at me. <laughs> so I think you just dream about all the chaos that you imagine in the course of a day, right? That that would be so much fun if that actually did happen, though. Can you imagine? That <laughs> if I wore purple, purple I love it. I think that would just that would be your style, though. Really mix it up a little bit. Do something fun and edgy. You're right. You're right. Every, it's all about having your own unique wedding, right? George is playing some great wedding music in the background. Is it me or am I? Is there anyone else falling asleep? <laughs> uh, the uh, no, it, it's uh, it's so exciting. You know, the, half of it is just the planning and the strategic approach that I see you taking to all of this, and you've just got that that fiance of yours. The whip is cracking on him. I can sense it. I can <laughs> sense it. He is just going to be like a little puppy dog, gracefully coming down the aisle with everything perfect. I know that's going to happen. Well, you know, it was it was so kind of you to give us those Red Sox tickets today. He thinks we're going to meet with more vendors, and bless his heart, he was totally down for giving up Red Sox tickets to go meet with vendors. And I thought, you know, <laughs> I've I've beat this poor kid down enough. He deserves a day out. <laughs> well, once again, just the fun person that you are. I'm so glad for you guys to go to the game. It's going to be really fun. So, and you should thank a oh, client okay. of ours actually. Uh, That's right. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll have to we'll have to throw some plugs in for for that client uh, next week on the show and rave about it on the air. So, um, That's right. Uh, so yeah, um, so we've got an interesting guest on the line today, uh, David Linzer, That's going to be talking about 
going green once again and, and a greener designer for healthier living. So this will be a really fun show. Where did you dig up David? Well, interestingly enough, Webmaster Radio has a wonderful intern on staff who suggested, I believe he is the nephew of David Linzer, and he suggested, he said, hey, my uncle would be perfect for your show. Can we get him on? I said, absolutely. Let's do this. So we've got an interesting guest from uh, a Webmaster Radio, you know, uh, recommendation. And did you get any gifts from this intern that this <laughs> <laughs> that might have shown some bias or anything or any? Do we need any full I disclosure, swear. or did you just interview David and said, "Hey, this looks good. Let's do it." <laughs> well, you know, David looked like an interesting guy. He does kosher living. I don't even know what that is, but I want to learn more about it. And he hmm. does something called uh, aging in place. So I'm interesting hmm. to lo- interested to learn more about that. So I figured, you know, we'll we'll give it a go. We'll see how it is. And and David sounds like a really nice guy. Look forward to it. Let's take a little break, everyone, and back with uh, aging in place and kosher living with David Linzer. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget. AffiliateContracts.com is an affiliate network like no other. Hands-on account management right from setup gives personal attention with continual account optimization. And our affiliates will attest our offers consistently pay more money every single day. Seriously. And hey, want to make a lot of money fast? Check out our unbeatable, I mean unbeatable insurance offers. Higher conversions with programs that are sustainable and scalable because AffiliateContracts.com is committed to you for the long run. Bigger payouts, higher conversions, and attention you expect from dedicated affiliate managers. AffiliateContracts.com. That's what the affiliate world needs. Hey, affiliates, do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the U.K., France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com. The science of performance. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. David, are you with us? I certainly am. Thanks for being on the show today. How's your aging in place going? (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) my focus is primarily in the green market. Uh, I've been doing kosher designs for a lot of years, and um, that's a whole other discussion. So I don't know if you'd like to start with aging in place, which is about helping people live in their home for a lot more years, or whether you want to get into uh, designs for kosher living. Some kitchen designers call them 
kosher kitchen designs, but I've learned there's nothing that I do that makes the kitchen kosher because kosher pertains to food. But when it comes to green design, there's just so much that people don't know, and it's so important to, to send out a message that I think I could be very helpful to your market today. Appreciate your, your opportunity to talk about all of those things. Let's dive into green, your green background and how green are you and how green is green living in your eyes. Tell us a little bit about your angle and, and where you come from with regards to going green. All right. So let me start by saying I've been a kitchen and bath designer for over 30 years. I originally studied to be an architect at Pratt Institute in New York and found a love of the kitchen business because there's just such opportunity to be creative. And, and about five years ago, I relocated from New York to South Florida and, and saw the need to be green. Uh, and I've also recognized that there's a big difference between green design and greenwashing, and I don't know if you know, you've gone into that with others before, but there are a lot of issues out there that people need to know. Um, one of the things that I often do is I travel a lot, and when I'm sitting on an airplane, I always ask the question, do you know what VOC stands for, which is the anachronism for volatile organic compounds, because most people aren't aware of the chemicals and all the products that we have in our home. And I got to a seminar, and I was listening to someone speak, and they, they kind of lit a fire under me by telling me that the, uh, the most people don't realize that if you've just painted a room and you put down new carpeting and you haven't been concerned about VOCs and you put some furniture into the room and you put a nine-month-old baby crawling on the floor, uh, the Mayo Clinic said that that baby will be taking in as many chemicals as they would be smoking three cigarettes a day. Wow. And that's kind of frightening. And people are not familiar with with formaldehyde and all of the chemicals that are in all the wood products that are out there today. And, and I began to to focus on what are we selling our clients? Are we shooting ourselves in the foot? And what's our liability? Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, I, I'm mentioning lots of things, but but l- let me let me describe greenwashing. A lot of people are trying to get into this green market, and it's kind of frightening because not everybody's an expert, not everybody understands it, and there are a lot of companies, and, and for example, we have a trade association in our industry, who will certify a business as being green because they don't pollute the environment, they recycle their waste, they have clean air in the factory, but they don't certify the product that they're shipping out. And, and there's a potential liability to the consumer because if they bought one of these products from this certified green manufacturer, not recognizing that the product is the same product that we've gotten years ago with the same chemical off-gassing, they're, they're, opening, they're opening themselves for a tremendous amount of exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and EPA has, has done some very interesting statistics on these volatile organic compounds and their connection with health and I've got a list of illnesses that, that, attri- that are attributed to it, such as asthma, brain cancer, uh, coughing, hypertension, attention deficit disorder, uh, asthma. I mean, there are 21 million people in the United States with asthma. It's increased 10 times in the past 10, 12 years. And, and, and typically, you now I'm in South Florida. We live in an air-conditioned environment. We don't go outside. We just keep rebreathing the same air. And if we're not acutely aware of what we're doing to ourselves down the road, it can be you know, worse. It could be a, a severe problem. So what I try to do is educate my clients as to some of the problems, some of the exposure, some of the products they shouldn't be buying, um, and talk about formaldehyde, which is one of the main ingredients 
that it's considered toxic and cancer-causing. Uh, now, uh, most- yeah, no, that's a, that's an earful, and we appreciate that. But I've got to. I want to dive in and put put myself in the side of uh, uh, many people listening in right now, and that is namely. Okay, so we know there are lots of issues and problems with toxicity and chemicals and pollutants and how we manage our lives, but make it simple for me. How can we make a difference? How can we be smart with with what we're buying, what we're using? By the way, Mandy, go open your windows. I just opened mine because <laughs> yep. yep. we just had our floors painted here, and <laughs> it didn't turn out as well as we wanted it to, and we moved in too quickly, so we're probably smoking about three packs of cigarettes a day. Um, but, as, but aside from that, seriously, to, you know, make it simple for us. What do you recommend? You know, what, what, how can we make our lives better by being more cognizant and buying things that are better? What do you recommend buying, you know, with, with regards to products and green products? Make it simple for us. Well, you have to, you, you, you have to learn to ask questions uh, and, and try to make it simple. There's a lot of products out there with what they call formaldehyde-free uh, board, plywood, particle board, and so on. But there are a lot of major manufacturers who are covering these products with the same old chemicals they've always for the sake of finishing. Mm-hmm. So you need to speak to somebody who's knowledgeable, who seems to address the issues, who understands. Um, I can't teach you in a matter of minutes what it's all about and, and, and the quickest way to do it because it's almost so new and it is such an untapped market in terms of information that people just have to look. They, they have to go to Wikipedia and go online and, and look up, as I said, VOC and look up formaldehyde and, and go to EPA and just get the information and begin to figure out what works for them. Um, there's a lot of municipalities, like California is one of the leaders in the country in trying to protect people. Uh, on April 26, 2007, uh, the California Resources Board uh, passed the law that by 2011 they don't want uh, certain products being shipped into their state because of the air problem. Now, uh, they've, they've, they've pointed out a lot of the Asian products that can't be sold in their own country are being sold in the United States. And some of those products, which are very inexpensive, are loaded with chemicals, almost like lead paint and toys. Uh, so you just got to be, you've got to, you can't walk through life with blinders on. You have to be aware that this is a potential liability, and particularly for youngsters. You know, I notice your demographics are a lot of people between 30 and 40 years old, and the young families have to be completely aware of what's going on around them. So is it an easy fix? Is it, can I just tell you to go down the corner, turn left, go to the third store on the right, and you're going to find green chemical-free products, it's just not that simple. You've got to do your research. You've got to do your homework. You've got to prepare yourself if you're going to do renovation or work in the home. You've got to find somebody who's knowledgeable. Hmm. Do you have any thought? No, so here's a, here's a flooring challenge for you. Have you installed any interesting flooring that's green and non-toxic? And have you looked at, like, rubber mats and cork floors and alternatives to traditional, you know, crap that people put on their floors? Have you, have you gotten well, into that at all? Yeah, well, unfortunately, again, you're dealing with issues because, you know, typically people will say bamboo is green because bamboo grows uh, one foot a month. Uh, the only problem with, with, with again, with, with being knowledgeable is 
bamboo, if it's harvested prematurely, like after four years, it's softer than pine. However, if it's harvested after six to seven years, it's harder than oak. Um, you may not know the glues that are being used to put the reeds together. Bamboo is not a wood, it's a reed. So, again, you've got to see, you've got to go online, you've got to do the research and find out if a particular manufacturer who's producing the product is selling you a, a truly green product. To the mm-hmm. true green uh, uh, elitist, they're going to say to you, well, the carbon footprint for shipping bamboo from Asia to the United States is not really, really appropriate. Uh, core comes from Portugal, and there, too, you're dealing with issues about how much energy does it take. So you really have to find out if you're, de- you're dealing with lumber that comes from a managed forest, and some of the managed forests have renewable programs where they're doing replanting. Uh, but unfortunately, the labeling on these products don't come out and say, we did this, you've got to do your homework to find out what truly is green and, and to what level you want to be green. Uh, I think there's a balance when you begin to look at things as to what products should I use and shouldn't I use. For example, granite is not considered green because of the cost, because of the energy that's used to mine the granite. However, there's so much granite in this country, not to take advantage of it, sometimes seems to be a mistake to try to find a truly green product. So, uh, again, you, you've got to do your homework and try to figure out what works and what doesn't work. I just want to mention, I represent a company called Breathe Easy Cabinetry, and they, they're one of the first manufacturers on the East Coast of the United States building a completely, forma- completely formaldehyde-free, and the key here is non-toxic finished cabinet. Uh, because the finish is really important. You, you know, I'll give you a prime example. I had a client come to see me about a year ago, and she said to me, I'm a twice cancer survivor, and I want to remodel my home. And th- the thought of my being, buying, let's say, cabinets for my bathroom that have chemicals on the inside, and inside that cabinet I'm going to put in uh, Q-tips and cotton balls and tissues and towels, everything that's going to absorb those chemicals, and I'm going to touch my body, put a Q-tip in my ear, and expose myself to more potential liability frightens me. I don't want to have to go under the knife again. I don't want to have to go to treat for treatment. And it's the kind of thing nobody ever talks about. If you build a pantry in your home, you're getting using a cabinet that's got chemicals in it, and you take boxes of pasta that have no liner in the box at all, and it's absorbing all these chemicals, you're ingesting those chemicals. Mm. So... This is the kind of thing that, you know, like you open the windows because, you know, maybe I scared you and you began to thought about it. I don't want to be in this environment breathing in all these chemicals because what is it doing to me? Uh, along with it comes this other responsibility of what else are you doing to yourself and at what point in your life may this affect you. Um, I mean, there are more illnesses on the books today than I could ever imagine when, when I was growing up, and it's kind of frightening to, to what we're doing to ourselves. So, so. As you can see, to, to become truly educated in this, to really develop a passion for it, takes a lot of time and energy, so hopefully the outcome will be in your best interest. So is it a quick fix to say, use this wood or use this product? doesn't work that way. Um, so with Breathe Easy, they, they, they've perfected uh, a European finish, which is a waterborne finish. And there are no chemical finish at all. And the, the interior of the cabinets are completely innate. They use a UV finish, which most people aren't or familiar with. And a UVV or the ultraviolet finish cures in about 80 seconds and com- comes, becomes completely non-toxic. So, so 
you know, there are, you know to, to know to look for the, the UV finish and for the non-toxic finishes versus the, 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 the chemical finishes is difficult. And, and a lot of the builders, I was talking to a builder yesterday and said, you know, I've been building homes for years and I don't really care about this. I just want to get the job done. Just give me a price and throw it in and that's all I care about. And I'm saying to myself, how short-sighted is this gentleman that doesn't even care about what he's putting in the project? He only is concerned about how much money is he going to make and how fast is he going to finish it. And the consumer calls me and she says, I'm pulling my hair out because I don't get the cooperation from my builder because I try to explain to him he thinks I'm crazy. And, and so there's a, whole cool, there's a whole level of cooperation between the builder, the designer, the homeowner um, that, that makes this whole thing work. I mean, they're, they're, I'll get a client that says, my husband smokes like a chimney and drinks like a fish, and the last thing he's going to be concerned about is green. Well, I, I understand that. I mean, obviously, I, I can't dare take everybody to water and make them drink, but you, you hope that if you offer a position that makes sense to enough people, they will listen to you and begin to think about it, and if, as they think about it, hopefully process what this is all about. So I, I hate to make it more complicated than it is, but it really is. Mm. Byron, this is a great conversation that we're having today since we're having all our, our we're doing research on our new flooring anyway. Oh yeah, I'm definitely more nervous now than I ever have been about the selection process. I've got to go ask about 300 <laughs> questions to these poor vendors that I have to call up with, but no, I'm, we're in tune. It it's it's um it's exciting. You know, one of the positive things, you know, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of um strategy involved with the education process, but it, it, there is a feeling of satisfaction for going green and, and making purchases related to the environment. Um, I'm going to probably spend about twice as what I could spend on flooring just to make sure we have, you know, a, a flooring product that is sustainable and actually one that we can take with us. This is my latest strategy. <laughs> okay. To, is to move into office environments where we can strip the office environment and take our walls and our flooring with us to go put in our next office environment. What's your thought on that? Is that a true blue green? <laughs> Again, yes, that is. That's one of the strategies that people are trying to to incorporate into their design so that they can take it with them when they go. Um, uh, in Europe, that's a typical strategy because so many people take their cabinets with them and they move from one place to the other, maintaining the, the product that they started with. So, yes, it's certainly something to consider. Along with that comes the, 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 the simplicity of the product that makes sense. So, yes, that's something to, to consider. I want to throw out one other thing that you probably haven't thought about. Uh, we, most people don't talk that much about water conservation, but I'll give you a little tip in green that makes a lot of sense. When I design a kitchen or a bath for a client, I use foot pedals to control the water. Because, you know, you hear that age-old conversation about you can't brush your teeth and leave the water running at the same time. Well, people have great difficulty in multitasking because they just don't want to brush and stop or even wash dishes and stop. So foot pedals, such as they use in a hospital, they're made for residential use, and they're not expensive. They connect right to the faucet, and you turn the valve on so you get hot or cold water. But you could step on a pedal and brush your teeth at the same time and take your foot off the pedal, and you'd be amazed at how much water you're going to save. How expensive and how hard is that to install? 
And what does uh, it look like? You can buy foot pedals for under two hundred dollars. Hundred and you know between one hundred and fifty and two hundred, we can get you a decent set of foot pedals. Uh, again, it you know it, it, it's not the age-old question is if you hire a plumber, what is he going to charge you? It's not a difficult to install yourself if you're very handy. If you have to incorporate the cost of a plumber, you're going to be paying a few dollars for that installation. But there's real concern that we have such a tremendous shortage of water in the world um, and the potential of, of droughts. Uh, that at any point the cost of water is going to become ridiculous. And therefore, incorporating in your design the concern for water and energy and all the other things are all part of the package that, that I consider when I'm working with a client. But it's not a fortune in the scheme of things because down the road it's one of those things that will pay back very quickly. Hmm. Tell us about some of your kosher kitchen designing and what that's all about. Well, uh, it's kind of fascinating. I'm Jewish, but I'm not Orthodox, and I fell in love with the fact that Orthodox Jewish people, and, and Jewish people keep kosher. And keep kosher, keeping kosher follows, follows the dietary laws uh, of Jewish people and Jewish families, and they live a very different life than the average secular family. And the design for them becomes very sp- specific and very important. For example, uh, Jewish people keep kosher, separate their meat and dairy, and, and there's a third entity which is called parav, which is neither meat nor dairy, like like uh, like salads and baking. And depending on the homemaker and how they they keep kosher, sometimes they need uh, one section of the kitchen, two, and sometimes three. And then there's a fourth entity which has to do with Passover, which is a whole other complication. But it's a matter of sitting down and taking a client and understanding who they are and how they respect the religion and how they keep things. I'll give you an example. The average Orthodox family uh, keeps, um, uh, they, they use the dining room 60 times a year because in their lifestyle, celebrating the Sabbath means going into the, into the dining room and doing it in a much grand fashion. So while a secular family might use the dining room on Thanksgiving or Christmas or some of the other holidays, a, an Orthodox family go every Sabbath, and there are 52 Sabbaths, and there are 13 Jewish holidays, that they go into the dining room. Now, along with that goes the fact that they almost traditionally serve a meat meal to the dining room. So one of my expertise is a space planner. I love to create space and make space work well. So given a home and a room to work in, um, and understanding that the relationship between the kitchen and the dining room is incredibly important, you try to set up meat preparation so that it's convenient to prepare, serve, and clean up to the dining room. You also have to make a list of their, their, their dish needs and their storage needs. For example, a, an Orthodox family keeping kosher will have uh, for everyday meat dishes a service for 12, everyday dairy dishes maybe a service for 8, but their fine meat dishes might be a service for twenty-four or thirty. Um, they have separate silverware for meat, silverware for dairy, separate pots, separate dishes, and so on. Because part of of keeping the Jewish laws is you're not supposed to commingle the foods. The the, the molecules from meat should not be touching the molecules of dairy. Um, we use different ovens. We use different dishwashers. Some people think it's just two sinks and two dishwashers, which is the furthest thing from the truth. It's important. 
although in small apartments you can't always have the opportunity of doing that. But it really comes down to, to the convenience of, of service of these different types of meals to different parts of the house and figuring out how much storage they need to make their life easier. It, now, and, do you and, use and these, other... David, do you use uh, different, uh, do you use uh, like small high-efficiency washers for, for separate dishwashers? Because I would think that that would end up being kind of wasteful. Uh, not typically because they need large, large size equipment. Although, and I should, I, let me let me come back to that. There are a lot of families that they do a much smaller preparation for their dairy, so they'll use an 18-inch dishwasher. Uh, there are dishwasher drawers, so they'll put in a, a, a separate drawer. Because uh, usually use a double drawer and a full for, to equal a full-size dishwasher, but they'll use a, a single drawer for their dairy cleanup and then a. Uh, full-size dishwasher. So, so there, there are a lot of products out there that make it more convenient to do the design. But again, it's, 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 it's interesting and it's complicated, and it, and it allows me to use all the tools I have in design to make things work well for people. I love when I get a call from a client that says, I can't believe how easy you made my life. You just organized it. It just works so well. It's, it's involved. It, it's not... It's, um, and, and, I, and, I, and I laugh because I, I get manufacturers that will come to me and they'll say, well, this countertop is kosher, and yet when you come to the dietary laws, it's food that's kosher, not a dishwasher or a countertop, and everybody's trying to take credit for being part of that, that lifestyle when, in fact, they can't be, and, and yet they try to fool the public, which is unfortunate, getting back to my greenwashing scenario of, of companies that, that take labels of, of, of nature and the environment to create this association that we're green when, in fact, they're not, but it's, you know, it's, it's marketing. Um, Byron, so you, and, you and your wife a, eat. Tell us a little bit about aging in place, A, what it is, and B, how one gets certified to age in place. <laughs> I guess you don't get certified to age in place, but it's, it's a matter of course, to... courses and, and, and associations that give you the accreditation. Uh, what age, I, I, I'll give you a, a, a quick idea. My mom, um, when my mom had a stroke in a nursing home, and after uh, a couple of months, my sister and I said, wow, this is a terrible environment. We don't want to put her here. And I think a lot of us that are baby boomers are looking at this, uh, as, uh, this scenario as not being the way we want to go as we get older. So we took her, her condo, and we converted it into a, a health care facility and a home where she could make her life more convenient and live her life out. So I'm finding more and more people are looking for ways to make it more convenient for them to stay in their home, whether it's creating ramps if they, if they need uh, access to, to their home, whether it's access to their shower, uh, whether it's opening doorways. If you're in a, you, when you study aging in place, you learn that you need at least 32 inches clear, which is a 34, 36-inch wide doorway to get into a bathroom, when for years bathrooms were di- designed for 24-inch doors. In Guffman, you're in a wheelchair, whether you're a young person who's in a soccer accident or an older person who falls, you need to create access, and a lot of this comes under the, the Disabilities Act. Uh, but it's really a, learning to accommodate different people, dealing with physical therapists who have got clients who need help, and coming into the home and designing for them uh, an environment that makes their life a lot easier. Uh, so, it's, so it's understanding your client, understanding your options, where the grab bars have to go, where access has to be made, uh, heights of countertops. 
somebody who's in a wheelchair won't won't be able to use the standard 36-inch high countertop. There are some manufacturers that make countertops that actually slide up and down, even with the sink on it, creating an area so that you can wheel your wheelchair underneath it. Um, it's dealing with people w- w- with different uh, eye disorders, whether it's glaucoma or, or, they're, or they're losing their eyesight, and you need to be able to make things uh, more vivid with colors and so they can distinguish different things. So there's a lot to be able to provide a consumer a life that as they age becomes easier for them. I can't say it'll be better because it's certainly difficult at best, but it's a question of making their life more comfortable. And therefore, when you study aging in place, you go through all these different disabilities and the problems. Somebody's paralyzed on the left, you, 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 and, and they're going into a shower, you've got to make sure that they can grab on the right-hand side and stand in the shower as opposed to grabbing on the left-hand side, because how they face a shower head will dictate how they stand in a room. So if I'm dealing with somebody who's got a left-hand or right-hand disability, I change things around. And, and it's it, like everything else, it's being a specialist. It's, it, it's understanding ergonomics, which is the movement of people in a space. How much room do you need to be able to access things? And, and that's kind of what you get into when you start designing for aging in place. Hmm. It, it's really been great having you on the show today. I've, I'm now motivated and excited to go learn more about the the environment, and, and we just need to continue to hear from people like you that, that are clearly inspired and have the insight and the energy level of which you have a lot of, I can tell, uh, combined with the passion, and you combine that with knowledge. It's a deadly combination to really make the world a better place. So thanks for being on the show today. I, my pleasure, and I thank you for inviting me. Have a great right day. Right on. Until next week, Mandy, any closing questions? Any any closing thoughts? Any any anything revolutionary stand out in your mind other than no, opening but, our windows you know, and getting better flooring? <laughs> well, you know, Byron, I don't envy you now having to decide between cork and, and the different types of bamboo that we were going to use for flooring. I mean, I thought this was an easy decision last week. Now forget about it. <laughs> well... <laughs> Hopefully, when you walk in the door, you'll be happy, and uh, maybe even David would be happy as well if he ever comes to Boston and visit us. But I've got a couple. I've got a new twist in the store that I'm going to be floating by people that that is uh, that is interesting. Um, awesome. it, don't worry; it's not that everybody brings in their old rags and we make our own mold, our own <laughs> floor out of our old old clothing or anything. It's not quite old that radical, socks. but. <laughs> But at Life Tips, we do need to think radical, and we need to ask lots of questions, as David pointed out. So thanks for listening to the show today, everybody. Hope uh, your life is a little bit smarter. Better. Faster. And greener. Thanks to David. I think it is. We're all inspired. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll look forward to chatting with you next week and having you listen to another great show. Thanks, Mandy, for setting it up. George, everyone mm-hmm. at Webmaster Radio, rah, rah. Bye, everybody. <laughs>